and welcome to the Dad and Sons Dadcast, your number one source for bidet impressions and escape room reviews that are somehow going to be, be be crammed into a video game podcast-themed podcast. My name is George Weedman, and I have my lovely assistants, Matt Visual. Hey. And and Liam Edwards. Hey. Whoop, whoop. How, how, how are you two? This uh, weird morning afternoon thing. Uh, I don't know. I did. I went to Vegas again. <laughs> <laughs> You're just using that California excuse like a lot, are you, Matt? It's like one of the things people do here, other than go to Disney World all the time. Oh, so it's like a beach. Yeah, it's like oh, it's not just a beach. It's like oh, I could go beaching. Beaching, if that's a thing. I go beaching, snowboarding. <laughs> snowboarding? Snow, snowboarding at Big Bear or trampolining in a trampoline park or it's anything. Let's go to Vegas. So so many things to do. So, And Vegas is only three, three hours away. So what's wrong with taking the back streets? And to be honest, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it anymore. But you just went twice. Yeah, but I, now I don't. I don't get it. Like now you're there. Were you gambling again? No, I, I don't. I don't. I like my money where it is. I like oh, no wonder you don't get it. I, I have some news for you. Oh, I have to waste my money in order to get it. I mean, don't you have to waste your money to enjoy anything in this existence of ours? Ooh, boy, you're going deep. I need some weed for that. But to get that, you need money. <laughs> I mean. To be fair, since we last recorded, I feel like I have aged like 10 years, so Mm. you've moved. The stress. A couple gray hairs growing in? Uh, Maybe. I I dare not look in the mirror for the eye bags of which have formed under my eyes. I think by 2020, I'll have a full beard of of gray. It's getting there. To be fair, that's that's rather sexy, though. (laughs) Salt and pepper beard. I can't wait Mm. for that. Yeah. yeah. Salt and pepper beard by 30. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Liam, you've uh you you've changed abodes. That's true. You're you're now living as Miyamoto lived. I'm coming to you live from the home of Miyamoto in, in Kyoto, Japan. He lives around here somewhere. Some somewhere out there in the forests in a cave. But now I live in Kyoto for undisclosed reasons at this moment in time. But I'm here. So what, what? What's what's that like? You said you had to change your visa. Oh God, I had to do everything. Yeah. What 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 all does it entail? Just telling the government that like you're not teaching English at this place anymore. Well, it's um, it's a process. <laughs> I don't know if you've uh, moved in a foreign country before, but it sucks. I, I have not. I've done it four times now. This is my fourth time, but this was my most major one so far because it was not within the uh, confounds of safety of uh, uh, the company I used to do some work for so they couldn't just handle everything for me and I just scuttled over to another place so I had to do uh, the majority of the legwork myself in terms of like changing over now in the UK and it's probably the same in America as well is when you just want to move you just move. Like, you just move to a new house, right? You, like, pay off your utilities and your internet or whatever, and then you just you just rock up at your new place. <laughs> hey, Liam. In America, though, if you move to a different state, there's a lot of new paperwork involving proving your residency when you set up your new <laughs> utilities, and there's different taxes in different states. It's that thing. Ah, uh, okay. It's yeah, that thing. Now, you see, in the UK, we don't have any of that. We don't have any of that bullshit. You may have to sign up for your city, uh, your council tax... But for the most part, that's automated because you become 
you your postal address becomes registered to your name. So there's none of that bullshit. But you see, Japan is very similar to like moving states. It doesn't matter if you move internally inside of like a prefecture. But like I've moved to a different prefecture. Like you know, I've moved like four hours away from where I used to live. Obviously to Kyoto. And the thing about moving is when you move, you have to go to the city office of where you live, and you、mm-hmm. have to get like. Five different documents: one for your postal address, one for your tax, one for your health insurance, one for your pension. Whoa, your pension! One f- to declare that you are leaving this prefecture, and then you have to get all of those documents before you move to your next prefecture. Because then, when you go to that prefecture, as soon as you've moved in, you have fourteen days to register as a resident. Otherwise, you get fined like five thousand dollars. So then I shuffled on over to the Kyoto city office, and then I have to go to there, and then I have to do it all over again, but in reverse. So instead of like reg- canceling my tax and health insurance in one place, it's、uh, setting it up for here and in another place, and it's all in Japanese, and it all requires insane amounts of proof that I am me. And then sounds、um, like fun. It, it, it is delightful. I spent I spent one afternoon. In Okayama, getting all these documents, where I just basically read through an entire book because it takes so fucking long.、And、wow! Do you have to show up to all these offices in person? Yeah. Oh. And it has to be you, and you have to have your passport, and you have to have your Zairin card, which is your、uh, your like your alien registration to live in Japan. Are you are you official now? Well, I'm official in my my living status, but I'm still wait. I my visa status change. Because I don't have to get, I have to get a new visa with my status change on it.、Um, so I'm changing over from one status because you can't work. Japan works in a weird way where your visa is tied to your job, and then your status is based on whatever your job is, and it、yeah. fits into different categories. And you're allowed to do different work under certain categories. So I'm changing from one category to another. I can't legally start what I'm going to do in the future until I get. My visa status changed, so I'm kind of just、uh, waiting over here, waiting for that to change, waiting for Resident Evil 2 to come out, and kind of just walking around Kyoto and all that kind of stuff.、Mm, yeah, exploring, relaxing. But it's nice because I pretty much live in central Kyoto. I live as probably as convenient as you can get in a good location in Kyoto. Like it's a ten-minute walk from everything everyone wants to visit. Yeah, so yeah. it's been pretty like, sweet. Like the Gion District. Yeah, literally ten minutes from everything. Kawaramachi, Teramachi,、uh, the Imperial Palace Gardens.、Uh, I live in Karasuma, which is like just central north. Everything is really convenient.、Um, yeah. You guys, gotta... do you guys, do you guys want to hear a crazy Japan story before、uh... we get into video games? <laughs> Uh, this, sure. This, this might be just the first of several because I am interested. You got to keep us updated for what it's like during the summer out there. Oh yeah, the crowds are supposed to get stupid crazy. Yeah, no, I'm gonna be crying because Kyoto sucks in the summer. It sucks in the winter if you hate the cold because it's very fucking cold here.、Um, but in、What's、the summer, cold to you. That's the thing is I'm from the UK, so cold to me is like a is a negotiable. Minus one area to like b- between five to minus five swing. Oh, oh so、God. that would be like.、Uh, and Kyoto like is cold. Kyoto is like thirty. Kyoto is like zero at night. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Oh no. 
Mm-mm. But in the day, it's but in the day, it's like it's like a you know if if you got gloves on, you're fine. It can be a bit bitterly cold, but we're we're from hot places. When I was yeah, when I was in whereas Hokkaido. in the summer, Japan like in the summer, Kyoto is so hot and humid, it's unbearable. Like, like, Combine I, that with the fact that thousands and thousands and thousands of people descend upon Kyoto like some sort of hornet's nest. I I don't know what you would look like in in this weather, but I'm sure that me and Matt would have to bundle up just to like sleep in our beds at night. Yeah, I got into my bed last night and it was pretty cold, but I'm I, I'm a, I'm slightly hungover, so I was. So you just froze to death almost. You almost froze. No, I was kept warm by the alcohol running through my system. Mm. Is is that the story? Mm. But um, yeah, so. I got a crazy Japan story. Um, Let's hear it. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I lived the life of a Yakuza for one night. Did you play baseball? Were people trying to beat you up in the streets with every, like, goddamn ten steps? No, but like... um, (laughs) So you both played the Yakuza games, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Ryugai Gokotoku. Ryugai Gokotoku. I forget what it's called. (laughs) The Way of the Dragon. Good attempt. Yeah. Uh, um, so you know like the uh, the the running a hostess bar uh, mini games <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> all too familiar so you mean the regular game the 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 one where you can win a chicken and you know the yakuza zero based on like Jesus anyway yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> you know where this is going you know where this train is a rolling Mm, okay. So I had like a get ready to know, cut, George. Get ready to cut. <laughs> I'm typing it down. Get ready to cut all 40 minutes of this out now. For names will be changed. <laughs> you hang out with David Cage, okay? <laughs> David Cage. Inspire. David Cage, that renowned worldly yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> David Cage oh, is definitely God, kind yes. of David, David Cage is definitely the kind of guy who would stop you in the street for a fight. I'm I'm a little worried about about implying more about uh, potentially illegal things David Cage might be up to, considering there's like a lawsuit going on and stuff. It's, I mean, but it's all him under fire. He doesn't care about some podcast with three dweebs on it insulting him. He's and, like, and I'm he- I don't care. I am surprised that Randy Pitchford seemingly does it, because I have had friends who are, like, random nobodies on Twitter who have been invited to, like, defend their honor on his podcast for getting in Twitter arguments with Randy Pitchford. Anyways. Oh, man, the day you guest on Randy Pitchford's podcast will be the greatest day of our lives. I already decided that if he reaches out, I'm just not going to respond. No, you have to say Yes. No, you have to say yes. You no, have to say yes. Yeah. Why do I there have to no say yes? There is no other option. And oh make God. sure you keep your original recording. And yes. We were talking about your mistakes. Oh, okay, yes, my mistakes. My mistakes mm-hmm. comes in the form of having a party. Uh, not a party, like a, like a, a dinner to uh, celebrate me leaving the place I was leaving, basically. You know, a farewell well, a party. A going away party, yeah. Yeah, going away party, like with my friends back in Okayama. Those are normal. Um, so... The idea was to go to an izakaya, which is like a Japanese bar. In fact, I, we went to the very same izakaya 
I took George to when George mm-hmm. was here. Mm. The one with the, the cow piss. The one with the cow piss what? and the chicken what? wings and all that place. The really good the food cow place. Piss? Cow piss. It's, yeah. it's, you it's can a order whole big that? thing. Any, any, any. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a milk soda in Japan. It's literally called cow piss. And a we couldn't stop soda. giggling. <laughs> okay. Yeah. George continue. was ordering alcoholic milk sodas. Mm. Yeah, you can continue. Don't even know more about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels mm-hmm. good. They're like cream soda taken to its logical conclusion. Oh. Anyways, cream. To George, he was ordering. We mentioned like, cream and piss at the same time. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Let's not touch that. Let's get onto some <laughs> other cream and piss. <laughs> Go on to Tango eggs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. Go ahead. Um, so I had this, you know, it was a fairly standard. Now, I won't, I won't mention his name or mm. who he is, but we th- we have a friend, and our friend is, he's a nice guy, but he's quite strange. Made and a lot of good games. Hope I'm he's assuming. not listening. No, no, he he doesn't work in the games <laughs> industry. He he's he's uh, he is Japanese, um, but he grew up in America. And I, oh. I feel like back in America, he used to do some illicit stuff, maybe. Mm. Mm. Some some stuff that made him quite a bit of money. And, oh. Mm, but and then illicit. recently, recently uh, I think he inherited a lot of money as well. So the background about this guy is that he has a lot sure. of money. Okay. He inherited it. Well... The less said about that, the better, I think, because I'm not particularly sure of how. But anyway, safe to be said, he's a nice guy, but he he has a lot of money, and because of that, I don't. And he is very disinterested in saving it. He likes to spend this money, Ugh. so he he likes to drop many, many, many thousands of dollars. On just one night. Oh, oh, and he doesn't how do you even do that? Yeah. It, and it's, it's a world I could never ever uh, truly experience. But this one particular night. <laughs> he, came, he came along. Um, he, he, he was invited by another friend and he came along. And I had no problem with him being there. He's a, he's a, he's a lovely guy to talk to. And... Um, but he, he, this is the how the night started out. He turned up with a six hundred dollar bottle of Cristal champagne. That's so much tastier than the sixty dollar bottle. I just have never. Uh, how much that number again? Six hundred dollar bottle of champagne. <laughs> I just want to make sure the listeners heard that. GTX Sizzle Master. This is like Titan this XD. is like the. This is the realms of like rappers splashing their cash in a music video champagne. Mm. Uh-uh. So yeah. Anyway, that tasted disgusting, but it was in a fancy golden box, and it even had a book with it that explained to you why it was so fancy. So that was interesting. I was very appreciative of him doing it, uh, but I was wildly uncomfortable <laughs> yeah as as i as i recall i've i've done some reading on like these really stupidly expensive novelty foods and most of the time the bulk of your money actually goes to like a charitable cause that the company's linked to rather than the actual like 
food itself actually being worth six hundred dollars of, of value that you literally guzzle down. I, I, yeah. I think I think your palate is not quite complex. As mm, I don't think so. Is. I think my okay. taste buds are used to. I mean, to you're real. supposed to, you know, swash it around in your mouth for a little bit. You know, you give yeah. it a good make sniff. the flavors just get soaked into your tongue. You know, and yeah. then you swallow. My taste buds are used to six hundred yen beer, not six hundred dollar <laughs> champagne. <laughs> but anyway, that's how the night started. Six hundred dollars. Uh, I know, that's right? Food. That's food for a month. <laughs> it's not even fucking food for a month. It's like fucking like my rent. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure that somewhere in the brochure it talks about how that that money goes to to starving Bolivian children. But mm-hmm. I don't know. But man, I so I would have just hoped so. I would just hope so. So it descends wildly from there into so of course we're starting out we're drinking like yakuza we're drinking the expensive stuff (laughs) getting all fancy putting the pinkies out right Uh yeah and then we are gonna leave and we're going to go to what is called in japan the nijikai the second party so like the second place you go after you've had a, a, a nomikai like all you can drink for two hours where like we did in this bar with this champagne and and then we're going to go to Nijikai, and everyone's talking. It's like, what do you want to do? Pretty standard. Let's go to karaoke. Yeah. Let's go yeah. sing some songs. Everyone's pretty in agreement. And then our friend, he who shall not be named, the, the Mr. Is Mr. Like, Monopoly. He's like, oh, shit, karaoke? Yeah, I know a great place. I'll get you guys VIP room. Oh, boy. This is Miyamoto, right? <laughs> Does he like whistle at a I bet, helicopter? I bet, I bet comes Miyamoto down and has definitely bought six hundred dollars champagne in his time. <laughs> Miyamoto gets wild. Okay, he does. Go ahead. <laughs> we could pretend this whole story that it is Miyamoto, but we could be liable for being sued. I think by the end of it, <laughs> it's very very it's hard slander. for you to imagine Miyamoto flexing. I just can't. Yeah, Miyamoto flexing, right? Right? Can you? Like, it's impossible. He wears those expensive blazers over his really cheap-ass Nintendo company t-shirts. So. Which is like the executive working man's uniform from back in the day before like executives became corporate mascots. They'd wear blazers and t-shirts because they're, they're true everyman gamer schlob dorks like us, right guys? That's true, yeah. It's like, right. like when... Anyways. I don't think that counts in Nintendo, because those guys have a uniform. Those guys have to dress up every day in uniform to go to work. So. <laughs> in blazers and t-shirts? No, no, like in shirts <laughs> and trousers. Like, true Japanese salaryman. Like, people at Nintendo... People who make your favorite Nintendo games wear shirts and ties while they make those games. Which I find fascinating. Man, that's so much less exciting than my mental yeah, image I know, of right? that studio full anyway. of blazers and t-shirts. Back to Miyamoto splashing the cash. Um, mm-hmm. So he's like, this guy's like, well, you know, he's like, oh, don't worry, I got like a VIP room, like I'm gonna call and I'll find. And we're like, we're all kind of looking at each other, me and the other friends we're with. And we're kind of like, oh, where is this gonna go? Where is this gonna go? Where is he? Where is he gonna take us? Yeah. And we're kind of just like. Okay, let, okay, you know, call and find out, and if not, we'll go to our regular karaoke place, this place that's not too far from where we were. And he's like, okay, I booked a, I booked this a VIP room. And we're like, oh, cool, like a VIP karaoke booth, that's going to be great. And uh, he's like, yeah, just follow me. So we start walking, and we walk for a good, like, 
15 minutes. He's like, he's like, I apologize, it's a bit far, but don't worry. Uh, and, and he also, like, he looks at us and he, he, he says, dead serious. He's like, when we get to a certain part of this area, in this street we walk down, don't talk English. What? And we're like, what? And he's like, yeah, don't talk English. If you're going to talk, talk in Japanese. Because like, like people around people around this area they they won't they won't like you big gaggle so gaijin a gaggle will they of gaijin. jump you well are there they like won't jump you but you might get ref- you might get refused to entry to certain places or something okay mm. so we walk in and we get to the street and he's like okay you need to shut up now <laughs> and we're like oh shit and we think he, you know I think he's joking he's like no he's like deadly serious he's like you guys need to be quiet shush. And we're like, okay, where the fuck are we? Um, so we carry on walking, and then we're like here, and then we, and it's like, you know, it's just like a pretty normal looking building. Mm-hmm. And then we go upstairs, and it's this like fancy ass like establishment. How fancy! And we shuffled, we shuffle into this like room, and it was like a, it was like a big VIP karaoke room. With like champagne and nice. like shit tons of sofas and stuff in it. And this Miyamoto's big flexing. Room. Yeah, massively flexing. This room mm. in Japan, definitely expensive. But what then made it more interesting was not five minutes later when we all sat down. And it's like all of us, most, mostly Gaijin, and, but there was some Japanese with us who were like my friend's girlfriends. Ran wasn't, Ran, my girlfriend wasn't there. Um, she was she was somewhere else in Japan, so she couldn't be there. Safe, um, but you know, safe and sound. She was safe and sound. <laughs> she was away from this danger. But I was I was sending her pictures of the the, the craziness the that underworld. descended upon us after. But <laughs> not five minutes later, the door opens, and like one of the guys comes in with like you know the the standard like Japanese hand towels that they give you, hot pressed hand towels. Mm-hmm. You know. You know, get comfortable. And behind him follows Close yourself. Ten women. Ah. Ten hostesses whose job was to come and talk to us. Oh. Oh, I think I get it. It was a hostess bar. And he signed you up for a hostess party. Basically, he he took his. He was like VIP karaoke. I mean, there is karaoke, but here's also ten women, and it's like a bar. He goes not even. It's not a bar. Like, think of the yakuza mini game, like the really high class. Yeah, yeah. Like people that will come in, like club you're running. Like, it's that. It's that. It's absolutely that. I like. I walked to the toilet. You see the little bar says, "Oh, this person's not average. This person's rich." Yeah. And yeah, that, and like you walk to the bar, and like there is just like ten booths of like salary man talking with women who are like laughing at their jokes and shit like that, and it is the most awkward shit you can imagine. It is the most fucking awkward shit. What did oh, the please uh, do details like? What did, whereas Miyamoto was like, "Yo, girl, I made no, like, Mario." Also, girl, our friend, you want to see like, my Pikmin? I, <laughs> I, I, Zelda, ha. <laughs> I, I, I want to ask so I badly. Got what 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 did the girlfriends in the group think of this? They just kind of were like, 
Because they, they're Japanese, so they kind of knew where we were. They kind of could gauge what was happening, I think. Wait, and, uh, wait, did the, the VIP, Mr. Moneybags, Monopoly Miyamoto, did he know or did he stumble into this? He fucking knew. He goes there and like, <laughs> we walked into the VIP room and he was like, don't sit there. He like pointed at a seat and he was like, don't sit there. And we were like, why? And he's like, he was like, that's my seat. Whoa. Wow. Uh, yeah, whoa, right? Moneybags Miyamoto. They, they all knew his name. All of these girls knew his name. What? <laughs> knew his name. What? They sat next to him. And, like, so what ended up happening was, like, everybody who wasn't single and who was awkwardly kind of laughing intently because I just couldn't... It just the the farce that this was descending into... Like, we were shuffled over to one side where we were like, you know what, we're going to drink and we're going to sing karaoke. And then everybody who wasn't single, we sort of pushed into a corner with all of the, like these ten women who were paid to talk to them. And I'm just imagining them, like, pouncing on the guy like a shark. Just, just this, this this gaggle of girls who really want to laugh at your jokes. Jeez. Oh, yeah, oh my god. But there was this one girl who was obviously like the... Uh, Top dog. Yeah, the top dog, the, the the young, cute one who was meant to be, like, the important one. Oh, the alpha. Even, uh, The like, hostess number one, as they call it. The yeah. hostess with the yeah. mostess. She would be, like, pulling his cash out of his wallet. What? Whoa. And would be, like, flashing it in front of her face, taking photos with it. Of, counting of Mr. It Moneybags' and being like, and being pocket like, cash. One for me, two for you. One for me two for you and he's like ah daijoubu daijoubu like it's okay <laughs> like what the fuck is going on and then so I don't know if you so know how levels. I don't know if you know how hostess bars are run guys but uh basically the girls talk to you on a 15 minute timer supposedly wow so you pay for them for every 15 minutes right mhm and so what would happen is after 15 minutes would pass they would just be. They would. They would change. <laughs> like they would change. It would be like a tag team. Like That's one hilarious. would walk out, high five the other, and then another <laughs> one would come in. And the other one would wow, fuck like off. WWE SmackDown. Literally like WWE. Like they were tag teaming. So it was so funny to just be watching like all our single friends, especially this one awkward, lovable guy who is with us, who is. He is like, you know, he's like maybe the atypical like anime video game nerd. Mm. He, he never really is able to talk to anyone, let alone women. Yeah. Who is now being forced into a situation where he has to put up with some crazy hostess trying to talk to him. And he he was talking to her in Japanese about cycling because he couldn't think of any oh, other no. I'm having, I'm having, I'm having awkward flashbacks. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's we know that's a relatable situation. Yeah. Mm. So the night descended into watching just. Our like the the guy who obviously ran the establishment in quotes would come in and he would look at our friends the money, the money guy, and the money guy money would just like would just like nod and it just meant like more time, 
And he kept doing this every, like, hour. <clears throat> and it went on for, what, five or six hours? It's basically, like, you know, I'm kind of, like, feeling super awkward because I kind of just wanted to do karaoke. I also am feeling awkward because I'm, I'm trying to, like, keep my girlfriend in the loop to be like, <laughs> hey, this is happening, kind of out of my control, don't worry, like... Like, we had a friend of ours there, a girl who we all love and trust, who my girlfriend trusts very much, who was also kind of as freaked out as we were that we were in this place. So it's called kind of like, look, you know what's happening. Yeah. Don't worry, kind of thing. Uh, and we're just doing our best to try and sing karaoke and ignore them. <laughs> yeah. So there is literally, if you can just imagine a room where, like, you have... This one guy who usually goes there, who's surrounded by two women who are, like, flashing his cash and, like, mm. taking pictures with it. You have, like, three single guys. Eight? And there's eight left? Holy crap. Yeah, yeah. So, the, yeah, but there's three single guys who are, like, sat with maybe, like, four of them talking Jeez. between them. Kind of getting more okay with the this, like this is what's happening and then oh. the rest of us who are singing karaoke trying to ignore it all so there's like three other girls who are just sat there watching <laughs> doing oh, nothing no. it's so fucking weird were, were, were they smiling they would like when your when your drink would be empty it, they would like immediately go and refill it they wouldn't even ask you if you wanted it like, if you wanted to buy another beer, because they just assume you have Because, I guess, money. it's something to do. So they would just go away, and they would bring you back another drink. Like, if you were drinking, like, beer or champagne, it doesn't matter. They would just immediately go away and bring you another. So this 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 kind of setup that Monopoly Miyamoto walked you guys into sounds like something <laughs> that's supposed to be, like, a company function. Oh, yeah, definitely like a normal Japanese salaryman's, like, night out. Ten hostesses filling up mm -hmm. a, a private karaoke VIP suite sounds like something that, like, a, a, a group of professionals is meant to consume, not any one individual. It was weird. So, obviously, we had this bottle of Cristal, this $600 bottle of champagne as well. Jesus. You brought it with you? Yes, because we hadn't opened it in the Izakaya because we weren't, because we were drinking like a Nomikai. So, we were having like, you know, we were having a Nomihodai. We could drink all we wanted in the other place. So we didn't need to open it, but we opened it in this place. And obviously, the hostesses were jumping at the opportunity to, uh, pour themselves some. So, so they want that $600 champagne too. <clears throat> and they were pouring it out and, and one of them one of them was pouring it out evenly but I was like sort of, because it was gifted to me and I was kind of like wanting it to share with everybody but I also wanted to keep some of it to give to my girlfriend so she could not feel too left out at experiencing this madness. So like this hostess was pouring it all out and I was like no, I need to save some of it and take it home, <laughs> like like a gift bag. What were you gonna carry it in? <laughs> they had like a giant golden box that it came in. So, oh, oh, you just were gonna bring the bottle with you, I guess. Yeah. So like, oh, okay, so, good, so good. like, I, I, yeah, but the thing is, she poured it all out. Oh, well, well, that also saves you from having to improvise. So I was like, what do I do? So I didn't drink. So I didn't drink any of it apart from like half a glass. I, I, I poured the rest of mine back into the bottle and like a friend of mine offered theirs as well. And we poured that back in so that my girlfriend, who ungratefully didn't drink any of it because it was disgusting. <laughs> mm. Well, then it's old. You, you can't drink old no, champagne and have the same experience. No, it's $600 champagne. 
It doesn't have the six hundred dollar fresh fizz. Yeah. Well, when, yeah. When you break it, it's just freshly popped. It was by that point. It was just a four hundred and fifty dollar champagne. <laughs> Might as well yeah. be drinking water. But I carried that all the way back in my drunken state. She should like, <laughs> you know, appreciate that. Like I was carrying this really heavy golden box. People wondered what the fuck I'd been up to carrying this weird golden like, like I was on like some sort of video game show. Like you must carry the golden box. You, you've been hanging out with uh, with 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 someone with a golden paycheck, so mm. yeah. So Miyamoto does make a lot of money. So anyway, it it just descends into like these people watching us do karaoke of English songs, so they couldn't even sing along. <laughs> they couldn't do anything, and I think it was as awkward for us as it was like it was as awkward for them as it was for us. And, like, they would, like, tag, you know, out. And I feel like they would go out and they'd be like, oh, thank God. I have to go back in there with them. <laughs> Referring to us. Uh, and it went on until, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. And the guy who we were with, the money bags, he's a bit older than us as well. Which might explain. Like, he's a bit older than us. He's not as old as Miyamoto is, but, you know, he's older. He's got a good 10 or so years on me. Um, he fell asleep. He fell asleep. Wow. In the karaoke room? Like, on one in of the, the big fancy room. couches? He just fell asleep in between two girls. He just fell asleep. <laughs> do you think they're used to that? Did they know what to Maybe. do? Were they like, oh, not again? Did they rob him? No, they didn't rob him, but I imagine when he is asleep, they definitely are like... Took all the money me. that was on the table. One for you. <laughs> Because he's very unsafe with his wads of cash that he carries with him. Because he, he's I'm sure they're also like bothered. charging by the minute sleeping. I feel they definitely are. They're charging him every 15 minutes That's for a, a nap. very expensive nap, yeah. Yeah, like the most expensive nap. But then we left. And I think the final bill came to oh God. about... Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh God. Do, you want to, do you want to take a guess? Oh, God. Uh, should we, we should we play guess? Should wait, we play does this prices include right? okay. the, the it's in the thousands, or do they right. like bill you separately? <clears throat> it's in, it's in the thousands, and thank God, I like this guy is absolutely a hundred percent okay with paying the bill because no one, no single one of us could have even even put forth being able to pay this tab. This is like the prices right. Yeah, this is the prices. Whoever right. gets, the, I'm your host. Whoever gets the closest without going over. <laughs> Gets a, whoever gets the closest gets a free trip to a hostess bar because I know a good place. <laughs> okay, uh, let's go with twenty-five grand. Uh, okay, that's a bit too high. Twenty-five. Oh, it wait, is. Twenty-five hundred or twenty-five grand? Oh, twenty-five grand. I was, I was thinking twenty-five grand. No, okay, so that's 50, too high. That's that's I, too. That's way too high. That's, that's like way you're too getting high. To, you're so getting I'm going to say like Shinju, five. You're getting to Shinjuku levels. Of. <laughs> Okay, it's Shinjuku levels. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll go to a. This is a, this is this is countryside Japan levels. A fiver. Okay. A five George, grand. What about five you, George? Thousand, right? Um. So wait. Was, I would say go lower. Was five thousand? When when he said twenty five gram, I grand. I guys, I have something very embarrassing to admit. Mm. You spent twenty five grand on one night out once. What? No. I. <laughs> <laughs> what does grand mean? Grand means a thousand. Oh, so it's oh wait, of course what? it wouldn't have been twenty five thousand. I don't know. I don't know these days, man. I don't know. Yeah. It's one k. I'm gonna I'm gonna say twenty six hundred, two thousand six hundred. 
It was six thousand seven hundred something. Oh my gosh, Matt! How I bet it's because Matt is so uh, you know experienced with this sort of thing. He, he Matt's hangs been to out Vegas. with rich people mm. in Vegas. Matt lives yes. this life. Matt lives this life every weekend. Just the American side of it. Oh my god! Oh, my so god. the girls <laughs> of a different quality. The perception of me through this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Matt goes to Vegas every week. He's partying. He's the, the local He's escape. Trampoline. Just like Liam's Why? the sweet innocent one. He doesn't go to Hostess Vars. <laughs> go to Hostess Vars. That'd be interesting, though. I I don't know. Like I, I feel like if I spoke Japanese, I would go in there and kind of ask them questions about like I mean, life the reality how is, it is of like the reality is that most of the girls are university students who right just need money and that is the that is the kind of horrible cd truth about hostess bars for the most part mm-hmm. because you don't get old people older people working in hostess bars because japan is incredibly sexist and incredibly ageist um that you don't get that so most of them are just university students who need money and it's easy if you're pretty, a lot of Japanese people are pretty. So it was it was the oddest, weirdest, strangest experience. I can't believe they do company party packages. They definitely do. And the thing is, this was a small establishment on a street full of them. Like it is just so Japan. I don't so, know how they afford this shit, but like it is like it is. This is this is this is Japan. Like Imagine. when you play the Yakuza games and you wonder why you're like running a hostess bar, it's because that's what the fucking Yakuza do. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand. Like like the Yakuza. Boss. We didn't mention anything about the Yakuza. You didn't get into a drunken fight. Oh no! Know. But like the guys, like the guys who were running it were Yakuza. Like oh. it was like Wait, how, you would how be, do you like, know? The patrons were salaryman, salarymen, for mm-hmm. sure. And, like, you'd get, like, a couple of younger Yankee, kind of, like, the street punks you would fight in Yakuza. There was a couple of those guys in there. But they're usually, like, especially in the countryside, they're not really, they don't really care about, like, foreigners in any way. Um, and, like, the people who were, like, serving at the bar or, and, like, the guy who would come in would were, like, kind of older guys, like, who were, you know, just working there. But, like, when, you were, when you'd walk through it, you'd have people who are obviously there to sort of not protect the girls, but definitely like keep a watchful eye. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're like, yeah, they're, they're bouncers. We know who those guys are. They're they're yeah. more in, they're more worried about what the assets of the business. I, I, I was being, I was wondering being looked after, like like what they have in mind in case uh, people at the office party get too competitive with one another. You know, like sometimes when. When you bring the office out to to laser tag, and there's always like the one guy who's way too intense about it. What's that? What does that look like at an office hostess bar party? Trying to be too funny. Is Trying to be like, so funny to make the girls laugh. I don't know. Like, like a competitive culture to it. That God, I just feel like like there's who this could be the loudest. That would that would can definitely of worms. Go a whole new world of possibilities. Oh, man, I don't know, but. I'll be, I'll be, I'm, a, I'm okay with going throughout my life not having to really do that again. I, it wasn't like a miserable experience, but it was just awkward. Mm. Just so awkward that it makes awkward it for enjoyable. six hours, though. Holy crap! No, because we, because it was like you know we just started to ignore that side of it and we focused more on the fact that we had free karaoke and we could just sing our like at the same time I was being able to get free drinks 
endlessly and also sing free karaoke. So say, like, I'm I'm having flashbacks. There were upsides to it because it it seems like I don't want to say nothing good so much as nothing boring seems to happen when when we follow your rich friend of friends's around for drinking at night in Japan. Because this yeah. is this is reminiscent of how we ended up hungover in in Osaka, and I, yeah. I threw up that McDonald's orange juice. I mean, Any, that was anyways. less that was less money, and that was more like people we knew. Whereas this was all money. This was just like this guy is like this guy. Is, he's a very nice guy. He, I've known him for a, a while. His life is kind of mysterious. Hmm. He's he's super into video games and stuff. Like he has every fucking VR and AR technology you possibly can imagine. Huh. Um, <laughs> he's probably still cheaper than the, the office party package at the host. A tanga room. <laughs> VR tanga That's room. Been, v, uh, the three D <laughs> VR tanga room. He's Whatever we, I can imagine as a in a mind. Oh goddamn! <laughs> I, I, okay, I, okay, I got an interesting question, and that is like, what kind of video games does Mister Moneybags here seem into, and if, like, how intense is, is he room. into it? Does he like? Does he have his favorite like like FGC player who he follows with like w- slang and jargon that he throws out in the middle of of, no, of social I think moments? He's, he's he's into like you know VR shit. Like he he's into like I'm playing VR is. stuff and having like the I think he uh, he, yes, he was so. telling me about a backpack he bought that rumbles when he plays games. The mm. the, the the upper like businessman's class of, of games. Like a haptic he has like a haptic feedback backpack that he wears when he plays VR games. A it, feedback it like rumbles. Backpack? Haptic feedback. <laughs> backpack. Haptic the feedback, feedback backpack. backpack. Gotcha. <laughs> haptic feedback backpack. Haptic feedback, backpack, backpack, haptic feedback. The haptic feedback, backpack, pack. He's gonna be the first to get like the whole suit, just like uh, Ready Player One. He has like eight phones. What? God, I hope he never ever listens to this episode. Oh, ever. he's going to listen to it. I hope not. I mean, if he does, that's fine because he he's a nice guy. He generally is a really nice guy. You can't say that now. He could probably do do better <laughs> with his money. Or I would like to say, if he feels like he needs to spend money to hang out with us. Like Follow he doesn't us need to do on that. Patreon, and he's telling that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Patreon, you can support www.patreon.com. Liam's Japan Stories. Oh my god! And I will, and I will go to any hostess bar <laughs> you wish. The chill. The chill. I just, I just want to like look, 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 look at your friend, Mister, <laughs> Mister Miyamoto Monopoly Money Bags, and be like. Hostess parties don't pay the rent. Wink, wink. Yeah, okay. he did. He did. He did offer me some money for to help with my move to Kyoto because moving costs so much money that now I have no money. And I was like, "Thanks, man, but I, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I, I don't want to owe you money. I feel like that's a dangerous, a dangerous route to go down with someone who is doing that on weekends." Well, has anyone actually played games this week? I played MTG Arena, and that's it. George? I can't stop playing Magic. I think the like, more challenging question is, has anyone played any new games this week? Excuse me. 
Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a shade on that. <laughs> yeah, Matt, I said games some from shade. Now. Well, well, no. Okay, I just got my PS4, all right? Matt, Matt, looks, Matt goes to video game stores and he looks at the date they get released. And no, if they no, came no, out no. in 2019, he's like, no way. I can I can walk back on this. <laughs> see, see, when I was talking about it, I've been new to the podcast. I, I just have been playing stuff. I've picked up firewall again i'm still working through fire emblem i'm still doing tetris effect matt's got new stuff to talk about though yeah yeah but um horizon zero dawn i beat it yeah see i'm not that bad of a friend horizon zero dawn how was it don't panic resident evil 2 comes out next week we will talk about it um uh, i played resident evil 2 demo too and i thought i thought it was i thought the animations for the faces were actually pretty pretty good yeah. yeah, man. I, I really liked it. it. It's like a weird... It it doesn't look real. It just lo- looks good. I don't know how to explain that. <laughs> it just looks interesting. It looks like looking a at real it. it looks different from the aquarium. trailer, too. The trailer looked a little off. And then here with the demo, it looked a lot better, like it actually fit the person's face. Are you using PS4 regular or PS4 Pro? Oh, no. I played it on my on my uh, pc oh 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 so maybe you can answer did you have that issue where the reflections of the room and like polished wood and stuff was kind of pixelated and blurry around the edges of stuff no everything looked fine to me because the ps4 version the regular one that i played looked really really good but there was this like glaring glitches going on with the reflections that i i think might push me towards the PC version instead. Yeah, PC mystery spare me 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 me. There's a little bit of black pixelation in the reflections. Someone call FEMA. I I I don't I don't know if um I I, I don't have nostalgia for it, so I playing it's, it as a like, game it just it, yeah. like oh I get a I get a, a knife and now weird. I can go through duct tape now. It's just like what is this? <laughs> But it's a remake, so I can't really... How else are you going to break the duct tape? What do you it's mean? Definitely, it's definitely like... I don't like people saying it like it's There's a remake. glass. You can break the glass and use the glass shards the to glass cut the duct tape. There's not a pick up button in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a... You can equip knife... Uh, you can equip glass button. Okay. Also, that knife durability meter. We did not talk about that last week. Yeah, that was that was off too. I was like, okay, I don't like that. If I got a little I don't know, bit like close if you're slashing a- shit for a long time, that shit's gonna break. Especially if you're like slashing walls and shit. But it, you only get like three, like three or four. Like if someone's, like if one of those zombies gets to you, like you get scripted, you get sucked into their like little script event. And then- yeah, what was really cool though is like if you slash at a zombie enough, you cut off. Like parts of their body. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a, like that's really fucking now. cool. Like, like, like if you like cool slash the arms enough, like the arms will just like start to tear off. It's so cool. Mm. Some I've of the like cool animations, like the it's not it's not like procedurally generated, but like how much must be going into? Yeah, even even if you don't have nostalgia, it's still. Satisfying. It looks good in terms of just like looking for a good survival horror video game. Like there's some really interesting mechanics going on, like uh, that that knife with the durability meter, um, the envi- 
inventory is still like really as, as small as is in the old games. I also noticed that the zombies have tricks. Like they will move when the camera is not pointed at them. If they're trying to hide into piles of bodies, they will also like ragdoll Act sometimes, like but then come back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah God, that, that pissed me so off, especially with the fat guy. Fat guy, like, and you shot, you shot him a couple times dead in the head. You know, you right to the reticle gets like real small. So I'm assuming that's like a critical hit. And you're like, oh, I got him. And, and then, then he'll he get starts up, moving like, again. And you kill him like again. He starts moving yeah. again. Yeah. It's just like, come on. You're wasting also, my bullets. Did you guys notice that if you uh, shoot a door, it actually leaves a real hole with like a light shaft going through? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I'm waste my bullets very, very fancy. Very fancy. And yet you can't shoot fucking chains off of doors. Well, yeah, because then there'd be no wire cutter on the other end of the police station behind the triple medallion goddess door connected to the secret <laughs> mechano passageway in the basement. Lo- you, you got it. It's video games. We should talk oh. about the fact that before we started recording, the reviews came out. Oh, they're fantastic. And really? this game is getting... Yeah. This game is getting... Uh, the Kingdom Hearts Steam. reviews come out. <laughs> oh, soon, Matt. Soon, it's coming, guys. I'm ready for this train wreck. I'm ready for it. Oh, now what gosh. game are you more excited about? Resident Evil Two or Kingdom Hearts? Kingdom Hearts. Are you kidding me? Shut it down. Shut it down. This is now an illegal podcast. Is, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like I don't know. I don't have any like nostalgia tied to the Resident. I watched Resident Evil Four. I watched my friend play it. Like I don't. I don't feel the need of. Like being suffocated by not having, like, a way to get away from monsters and and like not having enough ammo because I missed a couple shots. Like Dude, I don't like that. And then dying because you don't have enough like ammo. Like I'm not with that. I just don't feel like doing that. I'll, I'll play with a friend, you know, because it's, it's better to be like, oh, I'm frustrated at this game with a friend. But when you're playing Man, by yourself you reckon, in a room, it's just like, eh. Now, what do you reckon will have a higher Metacritic rating? Kingdom Hearts three. Oh, Resident mm. Evil. Or absolutely. Resident Evil you know, you know, Kingdom Hearts 3, the people are going to be like, the story was absolute trash. The gameplay was fun, but the story was absolute trash. And I, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm totally okay with that. I want to see Sora and Riku, like, join together in, in, in Kingdom Hearts and fight Mickey, evil Mickey's heartless version. And, and uh, learn nobody. how to... How to- <laughs> You are Whatever. an evil Mickey. Cash in on the power of friendship. <laughs> for for love, <laughs> for friendship. Oh, it's going to be such a mess. I love Matt, it. Matt, you, you played through Horizon Zero Dawn and beat yeah. it. Oh, yeah, that's what we were. Yeah, okay, so we were talking about that for like two words. See, the thing is, the thing is, every time I mention a game on this podcast, I end up talking about the negatives first because I always get cut off midway and I never get to say that I like the game. So God of War, I like the game. I thought I don't know if I said that last podcast. I enjoyed. Now the you're game. not allowed to like games. Yeah, this is <laughs> that's the my job. You're meant well, to dislike games. Okay, well, I you know there's certain problems that come with these types of games. God of War had had a bit of issues, but people <laughs> sought through it just like they did with Last of Us, and because it's like ladder the game and the combat wasn't really that fun, but the story was very interesting to play through. That's what you play. You played it for the performances. I played God of War for the performances. And that's that's pretty much it. That's the fun I got out of it. I didn't really get any type of like satisfaction out of the gameplay. It, it Horizon Zero Dawn is very interesting 
it's like a diamond in the rough type game. You know, it's like like you can see the passion behind it, but uh, execution was a little rough. Like, I mean, to be fair, I feel like the execution is as high as it could be from a studio that is as small as Gorilla. Yeah, you know, that's 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 totally fine. That's fair. That's fair. Like, like considering like games like Horizon aim for like that triple A space. Mm-hmm. When I think about how much it takes to make a triple A game, and then think of like how small a team like Gorilla is, it's pretty fucking crazy that those guys are able to pull that off. I don't get it, but it felt yeah. like it felt like playing. You know how you play those games like the what, what do you call Sacred Two? Those type of that feel. It's like a what double A? Is that is that a is that a level? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, the the, like, the level underneath paradox. The, between indie between indie and when it's just not polished, <laughs> Friction it's just not polished. Like when you're riding the mount, it's I I it's like trying to control a damn like robot. Like like I don't know. Like it's it's weird. Like it's you're turning, God but it doesn't want to turn. It doesn't want to go up the mountain. <laughs> Things are chasing you. It stops randomly because there's a little rock in front of it. it it's it's so freaking annoying. Sometimes you can't assassinate a person, um, like um, that is like directly in front of you because you're you're elevated a little bit more, and you have to get the right spot. And what when you press the button, you would like hit them instead of assassinate them, and that will alert the whole like area that you're in which is terrible because this game is not really meant for the run and gun like you have to respect the game or it will kill you really quickly which is like kind of what i like about it um it's not uh there's a lot of strategy involved like there's different armors like i i learned how like the armor system works it's more it's more like you when you level up you get more hit points Mm -hmm. the armor doesn't necessarily give you more armor so you, so you can take more hits it's like you have to pick a specific thing you want to protect yourself from elements uh melee attacks projectiles and not every armor has everything um i got like the the best armor in a game by collecting these little power cells or whatever that gives you like a shield which is probably like the best thing you can get um but like like that's also true for like the weapons all the weapons have a different situation uh, that you can use them for as well. Like you have like the rope gun that uh, tie down monsters that are constantly chasing you, so you can actually break some of their armor off. So you can get into, you know, into the flesh. You know, try to the stick your sword flesh. in there. And then um, there's like um, certain elements that you can disable a robot with. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff you can do. Uh, and in that way, the combat is actually pretty, pretty tight. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, that sounds that sounds interesting. Like there's a little rock paper scissors to it. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of that. Um, yeah, because it's like a trap one where it's like a, a tightrope that you shoot on the floor, kind of like it, it kind of has like that just cause feel to it, where you can like uh, put like a little trip, <laughs> a little trip trap, you know, so the the the, um, the monsters, the robots can like trip over it and and set off a trap and it does damage to them. Uh, depending on what weaknesses they have, because you can scan them, you can find out what uh, weaknesses they have. Like they'll glow yellow, and what elements hurt certain weaknesses. Um, what would be easier to use to break off certain parts, so you can get inside that flesh, that sweet, sweet flesh, robot Cyber flesh. flesh. Um, but you, the thing that surprised me the most about this game is that there is a lot of black characters. Like I've never seen that before. 
Like it, it, it's it's so much that I have to mention it is what I'm saying. Okay. Like there's they're they're actually designed black as well. Like they're not just like white people, like white models with just like <laughs> you know painted I was black. To ask. <laughs> yeah, just like kind of like uh, who did that last time? Um, Sunset Overdrive actually had like black people. You know, like they designed black people. You know, you know they black people tend to have bigger lips and um, uh, different faces than like a, a white person would have. Um, but yeah, like uh, they actually had that, and you know, even though the main character was white, there's a lot of black supporting characters, a lot of them, which is which is pretty interesting. Um, so much so, it makes you wonder. It's like, like was she supposed to be black? Like, I don't understand here. Like, this is this is a little bit off. But yeah, um, it was pretty interesting, and they had Lance Reddick, and any game that has Lance Reddick in it. I'm going to play. <laughs> I did not know he was in it. <laughs> if you guys don't know who Lance Reddick is, uh, he's also the Guardian in uh, Destiny 2. He's in The Wire. Yeah. Um, he's in The Wire, right? Yeah. 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 God. I, oh, when I hear that guy's voice, oh, my gosh. Something happens. <laughs> Something happens inside of me. Deep. <laughs> deep, deep. Um, but, yeah. It's, um, you know, you, you got to go through some of the bad voice acting because it happens. A lot of the the little glitches that will ha- happen here and there. Um, you know, if you kind of you're kind of forced to kind of explore a lot, and it, you, you have to pick up all these little plants and 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 trees constantly in order to to have enough space, enough um, modifications and stuff like that. And I beat the game on normal. You can you can totally not pick up every damn thing and still beat the game. Um, even though I did get the, the mega armor at the end, I just didn't want to spend too long just doing that because um, a lot of the side quests are kind of meh, really meh. Um, but yeah, I, I say it's a I say it's a, a good time. It's not it's not perfect, but it's it's definitely a good time. The setting is nice. The story the story was pretty interesting, and it didn't. Uh, some of it was a little off, but overall, I it was satisfying at the end. How long did it take you? Uh, I think it's a 20-hour game. That's it's a, hour a game. little substantial. Yeah, for for yeah. for you just completing the main quest. I'm pretty sure I, um, my playtime is over 20 hours because I did do extra stuff. Because you can go inside these, like... Uh, these little dungeons that would unlock overrides for you to override certain machines and you can ride them or make them fight for you, uh, which are pretty, pretty sick. You know, machines that would- I remember the, I remember the combat and like the interesting things you could do with it from what I'd played were like, yeah, there's a lot of ways to tackle it. It's not just a point yeah, and shoot it game. Was, it was like, it, it's not of the extent of like monster hunter, but it remind, that's what it reminded me of. Like the yeah. different options you have to take shit down. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a good game, by no means a bad game. Uh, I played like the complete version, so hopefully I get all the bug fix, fixes and everything like that. And yeah, it was a good game. Um, just, ah, g- mm, I don't know. I don't like. I guess I recommend it if you want to go back and play a game that's cool, has a cool setting. Um, that's it depends good. on what that's, you're into. That's a good reason to to play a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I I don't have like, yeah, you should absolutely put this on your list. If you miss it, you better get it. No, I I don't know if it's that. <laughs> it's definitely not that. Um, but 
you know, I'm really hard to sell on stuff like that anyway. So, so take 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 what I take what I say, and then maybe if you find something you like, then you might take what it. I say and just shove it down your throat. Yes, yeah, shove, shove it down your throat and process it, and and maybe <clears throat> spend like what was it like? It's like eighteen bucks for the complete version, twelve bucks for um for like the regular version. It's definitely worth that. If you have a game not to play, then yeah, I would say that's an old one to pick up and play. You ever uh, uh, pick up and play an old an old multiplayer game you were really into, and suddenly it just seems like a completely different vibe than than when you were really into it back in the day? Oh, uh, which 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 one are you talking about? I'm uh, I'm I'm trying to talk about loading up Firewall Zero Hour again after. After you just played it though, six to eight months, I I, I gave it away. <laughs> like weekend. old multiplayer game they used to play. You I'm, I'm thinking like Halo only two months ago. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking like Halo, something like that. Star Wars Galaxy, like oh man, do you remember like when we used to play Star Wars Galaxy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's like a little more two player Pac Man. Illustrative of of the weirdness in that it. That that game is a climb now in a way that it was not at all. Well, Didn't you complain about it like not having a good fucking progression something system? system. Yeah, yeah, progression and, system. And now that it's I was gonna say ranking, but yeah. Now that it's had months to simmer in that, it's like almost absurd at this point. How how outclassed players who have been playing this thing through that grind are compared to everyone else just starting out like comical um she i i don't know how to describe it flatteringly after a good 20 to i don't know 30 hours or so of grinding you get signal jammers a good 40 to 50 hours more you get door blockers and those completely change like everything namely what route the defenders even have available to them and out of um all the matches that i played over the free weekend where they had well quote unquote free they had opened the game up to uh trial for psn subscribers who also had the psvr headset and whatnot and i might have won maybe Maybe like three of the matches of, of, of the 20 or 30 or so that I played in total. And that was even when we were able to connect in the first place. It's got netcode issues now that are like leagues ahead of what what the experiences was like back on on launch. Where me and my, my, my groups were having a, a slot machine of a time pulling the crank hoping that we could get into a stable lobby because they have it going with a, a peer-to-peer networking system where if one person in the game full of eight people drops it'll toss you out of the game into a loading screen for a while before um starting up an entirely new match from scratch it's uh it's a little alarming i'm a little alarmed I'm surprised, not not surprised people are still playing it, but I don't really hear anything about this game a- anymore. Like, when it came out, it was like, yeah, this is a pretty damn good, like, team squad first-person shooter in VR, but then it was like, well, that I'm, ship sailed. I'm distraught because I have, like, in, in my circles, a little more 
privy to it. They've been updating it. They've been adding some quality of life features that are nice, but it seems like whatever infrastructure under the hood that they're working on was not able to handle a free mark. Not a free... You see, I keep using the word free. They weren't able to handle a free weekend to the extent that this already tiny audience size for this game is able to be ballooned into a slightly less tiny size for for the promotion. Because that's still a very small amount of people who are able to play this thing in the first place, let alone uh, people who are also paying for the PS Plus subscription that gave you the trial to this thing, which means it's not really a free trial. So... Well... I'm actually going to be hopping back on it again after this podcast because I don't want to give up hope. And those three <laughs> matches I played where we did win were really, really fun. And I always notice a correlation between like how much people are talking and how well you do in these games. So there's always a possibility that the one night where I really like went hard on this during the free weekend and the one night where I went half, the one night where I went hard and just lost the whole time might have just been a fluke. It could have just been a fluke. It's a multiplayer game. Anything can happen. I don't know. I'm shrugging my way up into the sky. Mm. Well, report back next week. I'll try. Uh, let's see. Um, Liam, do you remember the last part of Fire Emblem Echoes going on way longer than the rest of the game? No, because it's the it's like the one I didn't finish. I I I'm at the end of it, and it's like doing that thing where the last dungeon is taking me about as long as like the game itself <laughs> almost i mean i've i've restarted it a couple times because party members are dying and i can't have that and they're really really trying me i that. remember i reviewed fire emblem fates back in the day i reviewed that game a couple of years ago and i was on a, a pretty strict deadline to get it finished and oh my god like the last like fucking final stages of it just wouldn't <laughs> just yeah. so fucking long i'm wondering if that's a thing the, the fire emblem games having really really great pacing excellent pacing sublime pacing up until the very very last dungeon because i noticed up until this like the game is uh beautifully timed for handheld play like you can um Put it down and do other things while 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 the story is going. If you just like press the, the play button, you're, you're not going to miss anyone's talking head by 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 doing paperwork at the side. Um, and all those little breaks in the middle of battles for like you just leveled up. Like that's those are cute little stopping points. But having to commit to a dis a game where so many moments are broken up into little micro decisions where you can safely put the thing down for the course of dungeons that get as long as these final fee we're getting is is it's it's a black mark against it but only because it's been so perfect up until this point that i wouldn't have even noticed otherwise and some people wouldn't complain about that because right. more content the better but i feel like when it, when it gets oh. to that point especially with me mm -hmm. like i just want to fucking finish a game and move on yes it's the first point i don't, don't want to i don't want to keep banging my head against it or I'm like I'm done now like I feel like it ha this game has to end like within the next hour otherwise I'll mm. never finish it and that's that's the paradigm of having more content is like yeah. it's a good thing up until it's filler and this is the first time this game has felt like like they've had to resort to to filler like, like I was kind of having to talk to myself about Resident Evil 2 I was like Liam you can't just play like one of the storylines in Resident Evil 2 you can't just play like Leon A <laughs> You have to also play Claire B. 
or if you play Claire A, you have to play Leon B. You're not gonna, after one, you're not gonna stop. You have to push through. It'll be worth it. And, and they're I think fun. I'm just terrible with finishing games. And Resident Evil 2 is like especially short and digestible. Like Matt's, I'm, Matt's finished like my yearly quota in like two weeks. Two games? I finished two games and a demo? Oh, please. <laughs> oh, please. I haven't played games in like so long. Uh, I finished the demo. <laughs> so, like, I'm up there. Did you play the demo multiple times? No. Oh, oh, I wonder why. I did three times. It wasn't that hard. Because I, I, I didn't have interest to play the game. Woo! You wait until Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. Man, I'm going to trash that shit. <laughs> I didn't say it was trash, though. I didn't say it. I just said that I just don't want to deal with not having enough ammo because I missed a couple shots. That's, That's the thing about Resident Evil. I can understand how it would turn you off having to worry about that but i've been in a lot of situations in those games i have not ran out of ammo that it gives you frequently. enough yeah like but the you fear look, is always there if you look around it gives like you the enough. ammo actually is there it's the fear of the ammo that changes everything anxiety the game anxiety part two yeah but what about if you don't have enough mana or MP or AP or whatever? The oh please! Fuck what if you don't uses? have enough money? <laughs> oh please! And, and you, you can still press the attack button. That's true. That's that's why I'm kind of like uh, the Resident Evil Two knife thing does worry me a little bit because like the knife was always like especially in Resi Four was always your go-to when you had no ammo. Now I, it's I got, want like, you a to time limit to it. Take a knife. I like that. Go out there, kill some zombies four times, and see if the knife breaks. It does break. Oh, it sucks. you tried this in real life. No, Wait, but zombie. I mean, ICP fans still exist. I'm sure, but I don't <laughs> think you're. Anyways, I think this is video game logic, and I'm trying to make it into real logic because you still need a knife to cut duct tape. So I really should put it in video game logic. Yeah. So really, my argument doesn't make any sense. I mean, I get the logic that a knife. If you bang a knife against something for enough times, it will break. Like I get that. That's, but that's, not against, that's like, flesh, flesh. Though. Flesh. Yeah. And, and and highlighting maybe the, zombie flesh is tough. The absurdity of needing a <laughs> knife to cut duct tape in a police station full of broken glass. It just like it, it showcases what a paradox it is to to care about. The video fact that games. the thing is even duct taped to begin with is a parody in itself. Like why why would someone duct tape that? The the fancier the video game gets, the more contradictions you're going to find to break video game rules with. So. Why even That's bother true. existing? Eventually, the universe is going to explode. Why even Planet bother Earth playing them to start up. with? Eventually, I mean, uh, I mean, you could, we're, you we're could totally gonna... like talk about Kingdom Hearts logic too, and that's. Uh, oh, I want to hear it. That's that's that would be disgusting. I want to be a lot worse than Resident Evil. Get get nerdy <laughs> about Resident Evil, not Resident Evil, about Kingdom Hearts lore. <laughs> Well, everybody can. Everybody knows what the next two podcasts are going to be like. It's going to be like, next week we're going to talk about Resident Evil 2 and how great it is. And then the week after, Matt's going to talk about how great Kingdom of Hearts 3 oh, is. Oh, I see how it is. <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh, hey, what's up, guys? Kingdom Hearts 3 is great. And Let's then, move yeah. on to the news. Oh. <laughs> hey, you still don't have a Sega CD? What are you waiting for, Nintendo to make one? <laughs> you have seen the games, right? Uh, Wrong uh, answer, man. Show them. Ah! 
Want to see more? <laughs> I, I've not oftentimes seen cats that look like genuinely excited to see you today. Cats seem like very... Has there ever been a cat that has ever existed that has ever been excited about anything? I don't know. I don't... I don't think so. I doubt it, in fact. Cats don't seem very sociable at all. I don't understand how this happened. Why are cats? Cats are as evil as EA. Oh no! The EA, the the resident pariah demigod of, of the video game industry. They call me King Segway. They cancelled um, a game. Much like how Segways cancel thoughts on previous topics, EA canceled a open-world Star Wars game that was in production. Again. Oh, sorry, Star Wars. That's plural. There's multiple wars over these stars. That there's uh, multiple Star Wars <laughs> games in development for EA too. It was yep. it was codenamed Orca, and uh, supposedly EA it's a cool codename is yeah right right. By codenames go. That's a pretty good one. Orca. They're supposedly canceling this one to try and speed production on smaller scale projects that EA wants to ship sooner. This is something that they said in a reply to Jason Schreier's uh, posting of this story. They also clarified that no one was laid off. So I don't know exactly. I think I think this should come as no surprise to anyone. This is the Star Wars game that Visceral were working Mm -hmm. on. And then Visceral got closed down. And then this project got moved to EA Vancouver, who's an entirely different studio. This is like someone being fired and then you being given their work from a completely different company with tool sets you've never used before, with a, with a project you know nothing about. Like, this was never going to go well in any way, shape, or form. It's like, you guys were working on what? Now we have to work on this? Like, okay. <laughs> sounds expensive they were well evidently it wasn't an open world game when it was at visceral it was it was it was quote unquote it was a single player game, right? it, was a, it was the amy hennig one right the single player one. Oh god which canceled star wars game was the amy hennig one was that 18 the, no that was the visceral 11 11 no that was the visceral one the visceral one was was amy, amy hennig? hennig's one was the visceral one i believe okay and then the star wars 1818 that was uh is it 1818? Yeah, I, th- I think I'm just kind of confused because the Star Wars take on Uncharted was also a different canceled Star Wars game that, that actually had some footage leak out of, 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 of a hero jumping off of, of plane parts falling down a shaft. Yeah. Very, it looked very Uncharted. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the visceral, the Amy Hennig one was the visceral one, I think. And also, how weird is it that there's this, like, canon and canology of, of cancelled Star Wars games at this point? The, I guess, bigger point to the story here is looking at EA's release schedule for Star Wars games and just how how pithy it is compared to the LucasArts years when they were shopping out the brands to multiple developers who were making first-person shooters as well as strategy games as well as third-person movie tie-in beat-em-up shovelware games uh, as well as pen and paper based bioware rpgs and in the pretty much decade that ea and disney have had this license 
we've gotten two Battlefront games and some mobile spinoffs. And yeah. the big, expensive, yeah, not... exciting ones keep getting cancelled. Yeah, but Battlefront sold really well. So it's not like... I think the from any, second well, one struggled. The second one, yeah, I think the second one struggled because it was a mess. And but I think from an EA point of boxes. view... Yeah. Oh, yeah, do you remember those mm-hmm. things? That's That was uh, by Battlefield 2's big claim to fame, was bad sales figures and the loot box scandal happening it at once. Weird. They've not done very well with the Star Wars IP in terms of video games, I guess. But, the, you know, Respawn are still working on their one. Right, money where their mouth is. There's one on the way from Respawn. They're calling it a Jedi something, which might mean that it can appeal to my Jedi Knight nostalgia. Oh, yeah, do you remember when they announced it at E3, and it was literally they just pulled up Vince Zampella from the crowd, and they were like, you're working on a Star Wars game, right? And he's like, uh, uh, uh yeah. That's the and thing. Like, <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, what's it called? Uh, 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 Jedi something? <laughs> like, wow. That was so fucking awkward. It's in a room full of video game developers. If you have to, like, shout, who's working on Star Wars? Whoever answers is going to be, like, really confused and, like, in the distance. Because <laughs> if, if they really did cancel this to speed up production on some others, why haven't we heard of those more? I mean, it still sounds like most of this stuff is in pre-production phase. I don't think it, mean, I don't think it means speed production anyway. on smaller scale Star Wars projects. I think it just means like whatever EA Vancouver were working on before got ground down to a halt because of this new Star Wars project that Visceral were working on being passed on to them. So I imagine they like a lot of their resources just went onto that project. Hopefully. And they were like, actually, do you know what? We can't do this and all the other projects we were working on. So now we have to... Uh, can the Star Wars game that we knew nothing about that Visceral were working on? Hopefully, they actually do come out, but I don't know. If they do, then maybe they shouldn't. Man, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Because look at this. Look at this, okay? If, if Visceral gets shut down and EA cancels a, a Frankenstein project from from them that got handed on to another studio who is already busy with other things and they cancel it, then you're hated for canceling games. On the other hand, if you are Bethesda and and you drum up some really, really weird Fallout spinoff that no one really asks for besides maybe the one way too enthusiastic producer at the office who grinds this project along while everyone else is sighing and, and Fallout 76 ends up releasing to a disaster of review scores and and technical scandals and uh, uh, $200 edition gift bags being totally not worth the money, which is a shocking, revelatory non-story as well. You also have... um have have this recent controversy of Fallout 76 players getting banned for accessing developer-only rooms that were left into the final build that that they released to players. But apparently in order to get it, you need to run a uh, third-party tool like, like, like Cheat Engine. Okay, so they employ a anti-cheat program that uh, detects third-party programs like Cheat Engine. But other third-party programs that trigger this thing include programs like Reshade, which I uh, don't know if you guys have played with Bethesda game modding, but it's a very, very popular tool that is compatible with other games as well as non-Bethesda games used for harmless graphics moddings that apparently set this thing off as well. 
Um, <laughs> Why are we even talking about Fallout 76? Like, at this point, it's just a done deal. This game's a mess. It's news because an overzealous developer banning people for screwing around with their software in a multiplayer game, that's not exactly surprising. What is surprising is that players who write an essay about why cheating is bad get a shot at having their bans revoked. (laughs) Wow. Please write 1,000 lines saying, I will not cheat in Bethesda games again. The actual literal quote is, if you would like to appeal this account closure, we would be willing to accept an essay on why the use of third-party cheat software is detrimental to an online game community for our management team to review. So the management team has to grade your essay and decide if you've learned your lesson or not well enough to get let back in the game to play with other players. George, I think you should buy Fallout 76, cheat, and then see, and then it should be like a a, a podcast experimental uh, activity to see if you can write an essay good enough to get your account back. I, I I would need to make sure that they don't know, you know, who I am. That I'm not. I don't think they'll know. You just have to make up some fake ass. Exactly, exactly. Name. So what what do you what do you think it should be? What should my what should my alter ego stage name be? Essay writer seventy six. You know you oh. can rent you can rent it right. Ah, <gasps> George, please, Liam. That was a good Metroid joke. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. George, please. I saw it and I was just like, nope. George, please get your account banned. Rent it, get your account banned, and let's see if you can write an essay good enough. Just so I can give it the byline by essay 76. (laughs) It wouldn't be that expensive of an endeavor, especially because there are now rumors circulating that Fallout 76 may be... Going free to play, soon. and you can that time how like long it'll bullshit. get you, how long it'll it'll take for you to get banned by no clipping into the developer only rooms, which is apparently yeah. all it takes. But hopefully, 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 it won't be too long because then you'd have to play it for a large stint of time, and I imagine that's not something you particularly want to do. <laughs> well, if I want to play a game for a large scent of time in front of a audience for a, a online interactive segment it will probably cause less of a splash i don't know how to like introduce this without sounding like bomber guy did a fucking good thing yeah and and you know i'm not competitive about it or anything but uh, uh, H-Bomber he played, guy... <laughs> he played Donkey Kong 64 for 56 hours or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, I, I did my 24 hours of Rainbow Six Siege, and it was, it was pretty, pretty fun, but, but I'll give, I'll give credit to where credit's due. Donkey Kong 64 for, for 50-something hours is probably not as good a game. It's a pretty <laughs> rough game. It's a rough game, especially if you're going to do what he was trying to do, which was 101% it. For, for charity. Uh, the char- yeah. Charity in question is Mermaids, which works to provide resources and support to young people with gender dysphoria. Apparently, <laughs> Graham Linehan? Uh, so, no. So, basically what happened is there was there is this actor. famous comedy writer 
he's not famous. He is he's a well-known comedy writer in the UK who made who was one of the key people in making some of the UK's most beloved comedies like Father Ted, The IT Crowd, Black Books, comedies I very much enjoy. And uh for a long time he was quite known in the video game in uh, like Twitter sphere because he would post about video games and stuff like that and he would talk about it but he was he seemed to be like a pretty genuinely quote woke motherfucker like hmm. he seemed to be pretty good but then when it came there was like i think it was like at some point last year i think it came up when people were talking about transphobia and like trans rights and stuff like that and uh all of a sudden old graham here uh, seemed to be a seemed to be a bit dis a bit of dis disagreeable d with uh, basically sharing a lot of paranoid posts on social media yes. about what he, he saw he, as he, a uh, terrifying extreme ideological ad agenda. Yes, he was very much like boys will boys are boys, girls are girls, and we should not be uh, allowing young people to uh, to. We sh we sh basically we should not be enabling young people to fulfill fantasies of being the opposite gender and stuff like that. And uh, he wrote he went to Mumsnet. What is Mumsnet? You know, famous famous ass paranoid Mums forum, a forum where Mums complain about shit. I oh think. no way! Like like wow. so and they he... can have a place to like share rumors of weird people putting razor blades in the Halloween candy and stuff. Kind of like a weird Mums like uh oh you knew that uh, would happen on the internet eventually. Ass, uh, and uh, basically Gray old Graham here. Uh, wrote a post about why mermaids had funding from the UK National lo Lottery. So I don't know how it works in America, but our lotteries, our, you know, what people play every week, like the National Lottery, a lot of that money goes into paying charities. Yeah. In, and they get, they get lottery Georgia, funding. It goes to state scholarships for colleges. Yeah. So, like, mermaids had their... Basically, he wrote a post saying that mermaids, a charity that provides resources for young people with gender dysphoria and support for transgender uh, and also young vulnerable people who have uh, trans issues, um, uh, should have their, their national lottery funding pulled. And he was uh, successful in doing so. <laughs> to the tune of about 500000 USD in, in a government grant that yeah. was a, a a legitimate like official investigation and delay has been put on hold on this grant going to this charity that has just been filled more or less by 340k by by H bomber during this Donkey Kong stream <laughs> like of all the places where like their budget could weirdly balance itself out despite this recent controversy as well as apparently get a big ass boost when they're done because they they do think they will be getting that that grant money eventually um but yeah they they are astounded that this huge windfall came from from <laughs> Donkey Kong and H Bomber guy who apparently uh was attracting an increasingly prestigious list of guests yeah, as like the this, event went I on. Think this stream went from like six hundred people to by the end it had like twenty six thousand people watching. 
You you She's had insane. Guests climbing climbing the rungs of, of the video game industry and and beyond ladder starting. Yeah, like with, it starts out with like getting pretty good guests, like you know, Jim, Jim Sterling, Sterling and stuff like there's, that. There's Grant and Kirk Grant Hope, I think Kirk Hope, who Josh Sawyer. So some some game developers who, who yeah. made some hits. And then there's John Romero. Yeah, John Romero is on it. Deus Ex and, and everyone's favorite Daikatana. Chelsea Manning shows up, who was like whistleblowing footage of, of US helicopters killing civilians, which is isn't games, but news. And then <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio Cortez shows up to talk about trans rights, who's uh, the 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 firebrand revolutionary young senator um my god it's like who was it was it, it was insane i <laughs> just well, get like upping itself well while it was going on i was probably playing firewall but i was i was actually getting requests myself to to go on and i i guess they were just taking people at some point and, and they were like, oh, we've got done Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Now we have to get George Right. I remember getting show. a request, and then I remember being like, wait a second, why are, are people just showing up on this guy's stream? I thought it was his stream. And then I looked at the news six hours later, and it was AOC shows up on H-Bomber Guy's stupid Donkey <laughs> ah, you see, Kong you missed stream. your chance, George. You missed your chance. I did. I did. You could have finally got your political nugget out. Well, for those who don't listen to the Dad and Sons podcast every single week, you might not get to hear the, like, occasional moment where I just, like, start screaming about the political nuggets. Occasional? What do you mean by, <laughs> by sarcastic occasional? It's occasional. occasional. It's, like, once every, what, I don't know, like, two months for, like, 90 seconds? I don't know. Our Discord the other day was quite a mess. When, oh, when, my God. When we were talking I, I, about... I showed you uh, Shrekers Love, Shrekers Life. Mm, parody yeah. um of instead of shrek there was trump and you went you went on a rampage <laughs> I, and he gave me a small loan of a million dollars oh and i could not fit all that money in my wallet gross. Anyway, anyway 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 let's let's keep age from a guy fucking he did a great job uh like Round of applause for him. Fucking good ass shit. Talking about good ass shit. It's time to listen to people's good ass games. Pitches. If you would like pitches to regularly listen to the Dad and Sons podcast so that you can occasionally hear moments where I occasionally get to go on a political nugget once every two or th- three months in, in, a, in, a, in a very reasonable amount um then then please listen every week for your ideas that may or may not show up where do you send those ideas you ask well danzonspodcast at gmail.com that's the correct answer to that question that I had just proposed. Dad and Sons Podcast at gmail.com if you'd like to talk politics with George so we don't have to Dad and Sons podcast at gmail.com. Oh, oh, I don't want to read that. No, we don't have to read that, Matt. Oh, okay. preface it with the topic line for George. Okay, and only I will. Well, I don't know. I feel like they, they might <laughs> send lay me eyes and Matt on pictures it, but of cats. I'll be the only one yes. who will read it. Fat Other cats. than that, 
Send send yes, funny cats. videos. Send cute animals. Send uh, uh, requests for questions and and topics. Send anything for George from fellow Trump supporter. <laughs> and also send in submissions for. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you the story about the, uh, the, the the rally after the podcast. Anyways. Oh, God. The send rally. In, <laughs> the rally. It's a story. It's a Did story. you see any Native Americans recently, George? <laughs> Were you in the area? No, I, I have. This, this, this is a story a little older than that, but still uh, equally <laughs> shameful. Anyways, send in even your imaginary game ideas for games that don't exist for a segment called Dad Dance. in which we will be riffing on the classic television show Dragon's Den, also called Shark Tank, in which audience members pitch a idea to us, a panel of, of very professional, very very intimidating <laughs> investors. Yes, we are investors. Um, um, I wouldn't say even investors even. I would say uh, uh, leaders and ideologues. Oh, oh far, we have... far past enthusiasts. We're game changers, my friends. We're gonna use my Japanese friend's money <laughs> to uh, make these make this a reality. Mm-hmm. Money bags, me and Bobo. So we, we we have veritable fortunes sourced to us that we are gonna spend on some young, plucky, upstart entrepreneurs who send in their game ideas to Dad and Sons Podcast at gmail.com. First Just up is anything. We reply. We're good. First up is an idea from Jun. And Jun says Hello, fathers, sons, and the holy podcast. So this concept goes as follows. You play as a spry sound lad living in a small industrial town. Each day, it is your goal to go out in the world and accumulate cash via odd jobs given to you by many colorful characters throughout the world. At the end of a given day, you return home and rest, money being deducted from your wallet for things like booze and cigarettes. What if you don't smoke? I... 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 I can relate anyways let me continue at the end of one in-game month you are forced to pay for rent each day you return to a dark apartment and a splash screen appears showing your end of the day deductions for the money you've bought brought in as game progresses wealthier individuals begin to move into the town you're inhabiting and thus the area begins to become gentrified your rent begins to increase and finding jobs becomes more difficult until you're eventually forced out of your home and onto the streets from there you need to accumulate cash to buy a train ticket to up and skip town the game would play similar to titles like Chulip on the PS2 with hints of Papers, Please mixed in. Most of the I was games, say Papers, Please. Most of the game's meat would be on the shoulders of your interactions with the people you encounter around the game and their varying crazy personalities. Odd jobs could range from delivering packages, flipping burgers, moving crates, etc. The story would progress on a daily basis, each day lasting about 15 to 20 minutes, in-game months lasting around 7 in-game days. After that month is up, something in the town will change, such as older residents being gone, new shops, or season changes, like the snow. The game story would last a few in-game years. Ah. <clears throat> Wait, you go out every day, though? That's like 600 different days. Now I'm starting to think of like a Stardew Valley type, type kind of thing, but there's there's a few words here I could have omitted. <clears throat> Art style. Visually, the game would draw most heavenly from animated works like David O'Reilly's short The External World, being animated in 3D <laughs> with semi-cell shading and utilizing a top-down perspective for the majority of the game, Good perhaps old sometimes David. changing camera angles during important sequences. In terms of the work's tone, it would strike a balance between the absurdity of games like Animal Crossing and Chulip, but with the visual surrealism used in much of David Lynch's work or games like Killer7. 
seven, finding fun and unique ways to play with the medium and no perspective being used. Maybe they meant to type in new perspectives being used, making it look more interesting. Further inspiration coming from Mason Lindros' new game, Hilux 2. Mason Lindros' new game, Ma- Hilux 2. Mason Lindit, like the chocolate. Budget. For team size, I'd say maybe 10 to 15 people and a budget of 4 million. A development time of about four years, I imagine, to be fair. Uh, uh, it sounds interesting. Like, it depends what... Like, he said going out and different doing different odd jobs. But, like, if you're going out every day and you want it to be, like, an accumulative amount of years, that's a lot of fucking different gameplay systems you have to make. And they all have to be interesting, or at least semi-interesting. Spread over a period of time. That's a lot of shit to do. Yes. What's different mini games? Like, am I going to be able to go out and do a hostess club? Like, yeah. Yeah. I imagine that's what it's going to be like. Yeah. You got like the hostess club mini games. You got Mm -hmm. the like, like cooking school mini games. And then you got the like, keep your cool while walking around the apartment mini games. You know, the stuff people do to make money. Mm hmm. Basically. And, and I think. I think this this is kind of lacking in specific game ideas. Like they have a very specific schedule thought up, but I'm worried that the the town like it seems kind of like a town simulator game. But even then, town simulator games, as much as I well, like, it is to a call town simulator. It is kind of like a yes, but they do have something else going for them. Like like I mean, Majora's Mask is like a little clock tower town simulator game, but it's got combat and puzzles and, and adventures. And I would look into cart life cart life is a uh rpg maker game no adventure maker game that has you doing business management but you live the very intimate personal life of of people whose lives are realistic and dull and not magical and exciting and they have interesting neighbors with interesting problems and they also suffer from poverty and addiction and you still have a core mechanic backing you up though. And that's the business management side of the, the equation, the, the conflict that keeps you going. Uh, I feel as Matt said, like the, the, the loop is there. Like you have your daily tasks that you have to do. It's just how many of those tasks are going to repeat themselves. Is it going to be like going to a job where you, I could papers, please. They didn't mention how the actual job gameplay would play. I, I'm wondering if it's supposed like to be. It says accumulative cash via odd jobs. So I imagine you don't go to the same job. You do different shit. Like maybe you talk to somebody and then you deliver a letter and then you get money for it or something like that. But there's no actual. So no it's actual like game artsy yet. Animal Crossing, artsy crossing. Yeah, and I mean, the art styles are extremely vivid. Obviously, David Lynch's work in Hilux 2, like, the Hilux 2's claymation thing is pretty fucking insane. I mean... Is there eh, romance it could be interesting. There just needs to be, like, a... There needs to be, like, a game. Like, what are the odd jobs? If that's... Like, he says odd jobs could range from delivering packages, flipping burgers, and moving crates, but, like, that's just three things... Like if you're gonna have like a, 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 like season, like seasonal changes and stuff like that, and you're gonna go every day, 
Like it, it says you go every day because then you you go home and then you know parts of your cash are taken out for like booze and cigarettes. Um, it it reads unless it works on like one day a week, like like a so, a system, like a feature rather than the whole game. Yeah, so more like it, it's one day out of the week. Like it'd be like Tuesday, the twelfth of January, and then the next one would be like Thursday, the twenty fourth of January, or something like that, where it like skips a week, so then it keeps it like it keeps the world moving and changing because you'll have the seasonal changes but it's not getting bogged down to you have to do 300 and plus days before you experience like a year change and in that time you have to get the player to do odd jobs 300 different times without either repeating too many times or at least keeping it interesting would be incredibly difficult Start if you do like one day a week, so you're like, ah, yes, your accumulative budget for cigarettes and booze for the week is fifty to a hundred dollars, blah blah blah. But you know, you only do it fifty times in a year, and the players get to see seasonal changes, and they also get to, you know, see the rent coming out more often, and like seeing big negotiable differences for the stuff they're doing would make a lot more sense. And I guess it's important to distinguish the difference between how cute and wholesome and and fun a town in a video game can feel, feel, and also be able to be aware if you're like getting that feeling because of the town itself. I feel like or this would be like activity. a kind of a seedy looking town. Textual. Small yeah. industrial town, but like the characters you interact with are probably pretty seedy. Yeah. Yeah. Which which can it still like it. be like a fun drive for like um um and a lot Tulip of the, is interesting because in Tulip you don't really do anything. Just walk and, around and, and a I'm small Japanese like, town. Like what what basis for comparison we have here? Because, like, does an Elder Scrolls game count where you have, like, a, a player-driven town in Fallout 4 that the player builds that needs no resources no, 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 no. coming in from the rest of the world that grows and evolves like that? Or is it Terry Town, like, like, like from Breath of the Wild where, where you just pour money into it and people show up? What is, what is the game? What's no, the, the, the No, the game is there. The game is there. Like, you're missing the point because I don't think you know what Tulip is. I've I've seen a little bit of Chulip. It's like yeah. uh, uh, walking around, talking to people, like like Shenmue. Yeah, it makes sense. Like the, the game is your game. The, no, it's Chulip is similar to stuff like Animal Crossing and that kind of thing. So the game is there. Like it, it's just about keeping it fresh. Like the odd jobs that you do, which is the interactivity of it and talking to people around the town, oh. has to be. Interesting and fresh. The game is there. I, 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 I feel a little reluctant with my with my funny money here. I've been looking at the Hylix two trailer. This thing looks yeah. really weird and cool. It is weird, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is like all claymation and really kind of spacey. Are you guys feeling a little more more generous than me? Well, he made a good joke. Father, sons, and the holy podcast. I think. Uh, I think he deserves a, a halfy right there. <laughs> How much do we have in the budget, Liam? Uh from uh, I don't know, money bags four million Lotto. for four years is, is not is is, is too for much ten for money to bags? fifteen people, that's a lot of money. So our money? It's has ah. been in a million a year. I, I could I mean if, if if it's cheap, if it's in a cheap location, if it's in Akron Ohio well, our job is to fund, not to give free money. Okay, okay. <laughs> we need return on there has to be an investment. I feel like I feel like there's a game here that would be interesting. I I, I still need to 
to, to think about it. I'm yeah, but you can mull over it while we talk about Addison's game. Addison M. submits a horror narrative set from the perspective of a household dog named Rosie. The plot would be based around some cataclysmic event that disrupts human society, but with major details being withheld from the players since you are a dog and you cannot understand the complexities of what is happening. All text and speech will be distorted and unrecognizable, with plot details being given through the environment and story events. The color palette of the characters and environments will fit within the realm of a dog's actual vision as well. At some point early in the story, Rosie's family will be taken away by the government for unknown reasons, and the main character will have to venture on a dark odyssey to find them. A lot of the early horror in the game will be based around machinery and the nihilism of modern human life from an animal's perspective, while later scenes will focus more on the nature of the cataclysm with elements of Japanese horror, I almost said humor, like Junji Ito mixed in with some Lovecraft. The enemies and environments... I knew. Uh, the enemies and environments of the later game will be twisted and surreal, with reality seeming to fall apart as the story keeps progressing. Unlike earlier sections of the game, the final areas and enemies will go outside the color palette of what a dog can usually see to differentiate them and give them an otherworldly feel. We're aiming to have a level of polish around Hellblade, Shinwa's Sacrifice, mm. Sinua's, Sinua's? Sinua's. Shinua's? Nope. <laughs> Shania no. Twain. Hellblade, Shania Sacrifice. Twain's Sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> but with more of a focus on art style and animation than graphical fidelity. I'm looking mm-hmm. for a budget of $4 million with a team of five, 15 developers. Much of the early wow, focus... Same of, as the last one. Maybe... Yeah, 10, 15 people up there, and then they say 15 people down here. What a freaking coinkydink. Much of the early focus of the team will be on animation and design of the main canine protagonist, so the player will feel more attached to them. This will hopefully make the horror more intense in the game as well. I am sold. I like it. I'm sold too. That's a that's a cool fucking idea for a game. Hmm. Okay. See what a dog's okay. vision is. There isn't much about like the, the, what you'd be doing as the dog. I imagine exploring. I kind of amnesia like right. with the insane meter. So so now and, like, I'm wondering the, like and limbo uh, they, and they they talk about game. the visual style of of the environment very much, but not so much about the dog. So I'm wondering how anthropomorphized our our dog hero or heroine i imagine it's i imagine the game will be built around being at the dogs uh, being at a dog's level oh oh so maybe it'll be in first person then because i, I imagine it will be in first person <laughs> because it says the dog within the realm of a dog's actual vision i'm imagining like like how a dog sees terrifying and jovial it would be to like pilot a realistically animated I... cute little like <laughs> I, 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 Pyrenees, just an adorable little lovely puffball into dangerous situations in video games. And there's places he can go with that. It's pretty garbage. Like, it's not going to be an interesting looking. Don't they mostly see like blue, yellow, and gray? So, let's see. Dog vision. Google image search. I I, see what happened in Discord. Matt Matt already found it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I kind of like that because it's kind of like. Like, it starts off kind of, like, grayscale-ish with, like, tinges of yellow. Kind of looks like you're looking through a piss filter. Yeah, mm-hmm. they just... <clears throat> and then it moves into the realms of surreal and everything becomes more colorful and weird, like, otherworldly. That would be cool. So it starts out as Fallout 3 and ends as, like, I don't know, something full of colors in life, like Witcher 3. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Anyways, yeah, like okay, if you Google image search for television, it looks like a lot of Fallout Three filter. It's like muted and brown and blurry. Yeah, but yeah, but it's starting the game out like that to then reveal these otherworldly creatures that break beyond that barrier. It sounds like a cool idea. Okay, yeah, so yeah, third person or first person control, we're good either way. Hmm, what else do we have to think about? <gasps> okay, okay, what about UI noises? What happens when you're like sorting through your menus? Can we hear like I little like barks and is... paws when we press buttons on the controller? Would it be like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that a flute? <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> oh my god, yeah. What if there are UI noises that are beyond the human realm of, of possibility? So you could just like hammer on a menu that makes and when your it goes dog to quit. go crazy. When it goes to quit, it's like. Are you sure maybe, you want to quit? Maybe. There can be like a gameplay mechanic involved with that at some point. Like, like maybe it, it scores you. I don't know. Like five out of five. Can there be a part where like the like uh, it's like an organ, but you know, like a horn organ, and the dog has to like bite the different parts of the horn organ. The dog has to translate in audibly <laughs> high pitched Morse code to you, your human companion, to pass the 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 gates at the end of level four. <laughs> I'm, what is I'm boy? sold. <laughs> down the well? <laughs> Timmy's stuck down the well? <laughs> I'm sold on Addison M's yeah. horrific dog adventure. I'm, I'm still on the quit thing. Like, if he says, are you sure you want to quit? And there's, like, a doggy treat. So, are you sure you want to quit? Or do you want to get yeah. the treat? Sure you, like get, you, you want to keep going. You like get more doggy treats. Good boy. Good boy. As long as it calls you a good boy. Yeah, Every you time say you no, and it's, it's like, like, good, good boy. boy. Yeah, yeah, the scoring system. That's that's what I was looking for. Like, like maybe there like could a be rank, a way. Yeah, ranking. Where, like, where the highest like, is, is good boy. It, it the, the screen can go black, and it can just be like, no, look no, at your just good every, boy to know how no, many just, good boys just, you are. And no, 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 no. <laughs> just every ranking is good boy. Like <laughs> It doesn't matter what you do. Just whether you did it at a fast time or a good time. It just says, good oh, boy. Oh, shit. Dude, guys, you laugh, but Duck Game went and did it. Duck Game apparently has a really complicated rating system inside the source code in the back end, but because of a hilarious glitch, the announcer just usually passive-aggressively says that you did only okay. <laughs> oh <laughs> that sounds God. like Landon. Yes, yes. Okay, Landon's I think... moving to Japan. Anyway, that's, a, that's irrelevant. But, but we like it. It sounds like we like it. We're talking and stuff. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sold on it. Addison M, you get you get dog game money. Make it. Addison also mentioned that she's a daughter, so I don't know if this is the first daughter's, the dad son daughter submission, but I think keep them coming. So she well, we had some weird we names though, have more that daughters. were like screen names, so we might not know. She yeah, she also mentioned we probably have more daughters than we think. So, and I I probably believe that. Hello, thank you, daughters. Why are you listening you. to us? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, the daughter Addison. It feels weird. Is it? <laughs> Sounds like we are like a little cult like at this moment yeah, in time. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, daughter Addison. <laughs> Thank you for bringing your dog here. Your, your, your weekly <laughs> donation, oh. your tithing to the cause. Now, time to sacrifice the dog to the dad sun gods. So- sorry, son June. Um. We, we gave yeah, Addison I think, the, I think my four mil is going to go treat. to the dog horror. 
four million dollars. Will it wait? Will the dog be harmed? The, no, no dogs are ever harmed in the making of these dad and sons podcasts. Good. Four million dollars. Our son June is going to be very upset that we gave daughter Addison four million dollars and he gets nothing. Uh, it really, uh. <laughs> <laughs> money bags Miyamoto.